0: apple card issued by goldman sachs bank usa salt lake city branch subject to credit approval terms apply
1: you're listening to comedy central from
2: new york city the only city in america it's the show that invented news this is the daily show with your hosts desi lydic and jordan klepper
3: Jordan Clapper, we're co-hosting tonight. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, it is the night before Thanksgiving, so that can only mean one thing.
4: Neither of us wanted to see our family.
3: Bingo. <laughs> we got a great show, so let's get into headlines.
4: With some news about cryptocurrency. Historically, it's the best investment if you're looking to have your money stolen by a guy whose mattress is 100% for sure on the floor. But now there's one less place for Americans to trade it. This morning, another major blow to the cryptocurrency industry as the leader of the world's largest crypto exchange pleads guilty to multiple U.S. violations, including money laundering. The feds accused Binance and its CEO, Changpeng Zhao, of processing more than 100,000 transactions by child abusers, cyber criminals, and even terrorists. Zhao has agreed to pay more than $4 billion in fines and stepped down as CEO. And Binance will no longer do business
0: within the U.S. What?
4: Oh no! You're telling me the crypto guy was shady? The, cr- <laughs> the crypto guy was shady. That's so weird. But he was so nice when he sold me the weapons on the black market. Yeah. <laughs> I'm shocked. You know, but you know, there is that
3: one thing that you always say.
4: Oh, that's right. The the, the one thing. What is it? Um, oh, oh. Everyone in crypto is shady. (laughs) Have you ever talked to someone who's into crypto and thought to yourself, wow, what an upstanding human citizen. (laughs) I definitely would prefer talking to them rather than shooting myself in the face. But yes, Binance is going to have to shut down in the U.S., which could jeopardize any American who has money there. To be fair, if you're a non-criminal who's lost money in this, that's on you. (laughs) Because at this point, investing in crypto is like playing R. Kelly at your wedding. You should know it's not a good choice.
3: Yeah, Yeah. Desi, I got to say, I saw this coming from a mile away. I knew this company sounded fishy from the moment I heard its name.
4: The name Binance alone, it just... It sounds like a four-year-old trying to say finance. Yeah.
3: yeah. It sounds like a woke economics course at Oberlin. Yeah. I haven't really picked a currency. I'm more financial. It's
4: basically a guy with a fake mustache trying to get away with something. Are you guys doing finance? What? No, we do Binance mm-hmm. with money.
3: Yeah. No, thank you. I'm going to leave my money in the real banks where nothing bad ever happens. Moving on to President Biden. Polls show that he's not doing well with young people who apparently find him sus, mid, and deficient in riz. All words, I, a young person, know quite well. But Biden has a new policy to win them back.
5: The Biden administration wants to eliminate so-called cord-cutting fees. It would be done through a new proposed rule from the FCC, which would require cable and satellite TV operators to get rid of those early termination fees for subscribers. The agency says those fees really limit a customer's ability to choose the service they want.
3: Whoa, 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 whoa. so Biden wants to make it easier for people to cancel cable?
4: This is... and I am not just saying that because we're on cable no
3: absolutely not you're saying it because cable is the lifeblood of the American experience cable is about family Family. uh, tradition the the, the Bible Mm Yeah, 401ks for the on-air hosts, you know? We get that, right? Yeah, we do. We do, nice.
4: But, but, but these fees are essential. I mean, we can't just get rid of them.
3: No, maybe, you know, maybe we even double them.
4: Yeah, or canceling cable should just be illegal. Maybe the death penalty, is that too much? It's
3: not too much.
4: Definitely not too much. I don't even think we should be talking about this right now. I don't think we should
3: <laughs> talk about it either. Let's move on. Okay. Yeah. Let's-
4: Let's move on to some public safety news. Recent studies show that women are more likely to be hurt in car crashes. And Jordan, the reason is obvious. Now, women
3: are bad sexism. drivers. Se- what you said. It's, it's, it's what you said, it's sexism. Yeah, sexism.
4: sexism. And now the auto industry is finally starting to do something about it.
2: When it comes to designing crash test dummies, Researchers say it's time to get smarter.
0: This is uh, the average female.
2: Engineers in Sweden have developed a dummy based on a woman's body.
0: More narrow shoulder area and a wider hip area.
2: It's also lighter and has a lower center of gravity. All things, experts say, are important to consider when testing collisions at high speeds.
4: Wow, what a surprise. The cars are designed to be safe for crash test dummies, and the dummies are designed to represent men's bodies. (laughs) Although, to be fair, it's not just the dummies. The study also revealed that right before a crash, men tense up, while women usually whisper, sorry, 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 sorry. (laughs) I'm glad they're finally making changes to the dummies. But if we were worried about accuracy, let's go all the way with this. Why not fill the car with half-eaten takeout containers and a hockey stick that was left in the back seat for the last three months, no matter how many times you told them to bring it in the f***ing house. Let's see what happens when that hits a wall at 60 miles an hour. Sorry, Jordan, it's been a tough week. Yeah.
3: No worries. Thanks again for a drive me to hockey practice.
4: Yeah, no problem. So thanks to the scientists, and congrats on designing a mannequin that men won't dream about having sex with.
3: Right, right, right. Totally, totally, totally. Definitely. So spot on. Spot on. Spot on. Spot on. Can we move on, please? Yeah. Great. Yeah. The holidays are coming up, and that means the start of a decades-old tradition. Desi and I went on location to watch it happen. America has had its share of intractable wars, but Fox News has been tracking one forever war in particular. It's the
0: war on Christmas. The war on Christmas. The war on Christmas. The war on
3: Christmas. And there's no end
6: in sight. Now it feels like the war on Christmas is coming earlier and earlier every year.
4: So we came to the Fox News All American Christmas Tree Lighting Show to talk to people about how they're surviving the war on Christmas.
2: I don't feel like there's a war on Christmas. You and I think you. if there was a war on Christmas, Christmas would win.
4: Are you familiar with the war on Christmas? I've heard of it, but I'm, I I don't really think it's actually a thing. So Are I'm you sure serious? Yeah.
3: People can't say Merry Christmas anymore.
4: If I say Merry Christmas to my neighbor ten times in a row, he looks at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that this tree lighting ceremony is so much smaller this year because Fox lost so much money in the Dominion lawsuit? You know, that's very possible, but I haven't really put a lot of thought into that.
3: Are you at all worried that there'll be... No tree lighting ceremony next year when Smart comes in and takes the rest of the cash? Not really, no. No? No. But how will people even know it's Christmas outside of those Christmas decorations and those, those. Christmas and those and Christmas the decorations? Rockefeller.
4: There's Rockefellers, there's Rockefellers, yeah. there's some trees there's a tree over back here, there. there's a Santa.
3: Finally, we spoke to some civilians who truly have experienced the nog of war. Fox has talked a lot about how there is a war on Christmas. I think there is. If I were to say happy holidays, how would that make you feel? I might correct you. (laughs) Some people talk about saying happy holidays. Fox is really proud about saying Merry Christmas. They say there's a war on Christmas.
2: There is. There's a war on Christmas? I believe it. Look around you. Look at all the businesses, look at the corporations that have, you know, not allowed you to say that. I think that people are scared to speak up about their Christianity, about their faith.
4: Sure, there is a war on Christmas and the group facing the most vitriol for sure are Christians.
2: I think so. Um, I do.
3: Christians? Specifically? Yes. Right now?
4: I think right now. But is defending Christmas enough to put them on Santa's nice list? Or does state Nick reconsider when Fox News hosts say things like this?
3: I wanna say something about Arab Americans. We've had it with them.
4: Okay, so naughty or nice. Someone at Fox News said we've had it with them. Referencing Arabs in general. No, he's nice. So Jesse Waters would be in the nice nice category.
7: Maybe because I'm a New Yorker
3: and I'm you know, pretty, you know, used to stuff. Used I've, to stuff. You know, I've been mugged. You've been mugged? Yeah. And so that's like led to an irrational career yeah, that you dirty, basically project you like to onto an out. entire group yeah. of people. Yeah. yeah. So. We got the five right here. <laughs> judge Janine. Yes. yes. Naughty or nice? Nice. Nice. And I they, love the judge. She sees the world. Yes. She can call it as she sees it. Exactly. Right? That lady knows her way around. Exactly. A bar. A bar. Naughty or nice, Fox News. Nice.
1: Nice. 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 Yes.
3: What about when they lied to the american people about the election results that's naughty that's <laughs> naughty. that
4: is naughty we can acknowledge that's naughty
3: but overall fox news
4: nice nice, nice. we all make
3: mistakes we all yes. make mistakes who hasn't threatened the entire nation's right. trust in democracy no episode one moment,
4: right? or 91
3: right we finally arrived at the moment to declare mission accomplished on the war on christmas
4: three two
3: one God. Oh, Merry
4: Christmas! Until next year. When
3: we come back, we'll get a report from John, John. Edward
6: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents.
4: discovered that not all people are terrible so now we're inviting some of our new not terrible friends back in a new segment we call in my opinion hey what's up what's
7: up everybody I'm John Leguizamo And, yo, it's great to be back at The Daily Show for two reasons. One, you guys got the best snacks. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, I could buy my own snacks, but they taste way better when they're free. (laughs) Except for that dried seaweed that always tastes like a flounder's butthole. (laughs) You know what I mean? But more importantly, I came back because something is... Pissing me off.
4: Univision facing growing backlash after giving Donald Trump the royal treatment. Last week, the network hosted a very friendly, hour long exclusive interview with Trump that his son in law, Jared Kushner, helped arrange.
7: Adios, I just motherfucking meal. I don't know what's more shocking that Univision gave Trump a softball interview or that Trump led a Latin guy into his house. How did that happen? What do you think he was there to mow the lawn? <laughs> but yeah, journalist Enrique Acevedo interviewed Donald Trump for Univision. Now, for decades, Univision has been the channel that Latinos have trusted for news, whether it's news about the world or news about a sexy lady minor <laughs> willing to go up against the most powerful woman in town for amor. <laughs> And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with Univision interviewing Trump. In fact, I thought it would be a dope opportunity to confront them on his hardline anti-Latino policies. But instead of an interview worthy of Univision, we saw this caca mierda.
5: The New York Times, CNN poll came out this week. It has you with 42% of uh, Latino voters support. That's yeah. unprecedented for a Republican candidate. What do you think the the message voters are sending with these numbers? It's a 42%, like I was saying, unprecedented for a Republican candidate. Why do you think voters are responding to your message? Do you think the border is now more secure because of that relationship and the partnership you've been able to build with Mexico? More and more Latinos are identifying themselves as
2: conservatives. Why do you think that is?
7: Wait, wait, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry, but those are your questions to the guy who might be the next president? Mr. Trunk, uh why, why are you so beloved by the Latino community? I mean, I was expecting this guy's follow-up question to be, is it true that to look upon your penis, it would be like, I don't know, gazing into the very face of God? I mean, no, seriously, how big is it? Uh, tell, tell me where to start. Tell me where to start, start. And yo, just to be clear, we Latinos are not a monolith. There are some of us that do support Trump. In my family, we refer to him as the crazy uncle who doesn't get invited to Thanksgiving. (laughs) But that's just my house. But as a news organization for the Latino community, Univision has a responsibility to fully report what a second Trump presidency could mean for them. And the truth is that that shit is mad scary
4: we have learned so much more about trump's proposal for a 2025 agenda particularly when it comes to immigration His plan would essentially call for building detention camps for migrants who are rounded up around the country uh, to be held at until they are deported this is an extreme escalation from what we saw in
5: 2016. among his promises mass deportations ending birthright citizenship and denying entry to legal immigrants based on their ideological beliefs.
7: We will begin the largest domestic deportation operation in American history. Nobody has any idea where these people are coming from, and we know they come from prisons. We know they come from mental institutions, insane asylums. We know they're terrorists. It's poisoning the blood of our country. Wait, 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 what? Latino immigrants are poisoning the blood of our country? Motherfucker. What are you talking about? Your blood is 99% Big Mac. Also, also, wait, did he really say immigrants are coming from insane asylums? That's not what getting granted asylum means, moron. (laughs) And by the way, birthright citizenship is in the Constitution, just so you know. And I know most Republicans stop reading after the Second Amendment, but stick around, because that 14th, mm, that shit gets good. <laughs> So, the question is, why would Univision avoid asking Trump about the radical 2025 agenda? And more disturbingly, why did the network cancel ads from the Biden campaign that were set to run during the interview? Oh, yeah. And why did it cancel a separate interview it had planned with Biden's Hispanic media director? I mean, canceling opposing views is bad enough, but canceling ad revenue, that's down, (laughs) that's downright (laughs) un-American. And I don't know all the answers, but maybe it has something to do with Univision's new co-CEO, Bernardo Gomez, being close friends with Jared Kushner, Trump's son-in-law, and the only man with the skin of a flour tortilla. (laughs) Look, I don't know, I'm just asking the tough questions, unlike Univision's interviewer. The point is, though, Univision has got to come back to its core values. I'm not saying they they shouldn't have Trump on the air, I'm just saying if you do decide to sit down with a lying insurrectionist who wants to bring back internment camps like it's freaking 1942, you might want to point it out in the interview. Okay. Because there needs to be honest journalism and parody. The Latino community needs you to step up because the stakes for us in 2024 are too damn high. You need to expose the truth, and not just about Trump, but also about how Leonardo's evil madre is sabotaging his forbidden love with Emilia. Arrastrate por el suelo, mi amor!
3: All time. Right time Jeff. Yes, no
6: <laughs> Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything, for every passenger, feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
0: AppleCard is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day.
3: Our guest tonight is a former prosecutor and veteran serving his first term in Congress. He represents North Carolina's 14th congressional district, and he's running for attorney general in North Carolina.
4: Please welcome Democratic Representative Jeff Jackson. <laughs> and Jackson. Thank you for being here. Thank you. So excited to have you. You are an incredibly successful politician, but most people know you from your TikTok videos. (laughs) You do these incredible explainers that distill down pretty complex issues in a, in a really clear, digestible way. Is the intent to simplify these issues for, for people and get that engagement? Or are you really just posting uh, foot pics?
5: Every consultant in D.C. told me to go the foot direction. Yes. I said, that's not what I'm about. No. You're a hands guy? I love a
3: good hand TikTok. Oh, show me that. That Vogue era. (laughs) Give me some of this. uh, Lauren Boebert had a great hands video a few months ago. (laughs) Great. Great, great. Is that what you're talking about?
5: I'm a kitchen table guy? (laughs) Right. Sure. I have a kitchen table. I put a camera on the other side. I look into it. I say, here's the most interesting thing that happened to me in Congress this week. And then I post it to a bunch of different social media platforms. I have been really surprised by the level of interest in this political environment where everyone is yelling at each other all the time Mm -hmm. to be able to speak in a normal tone of voice and try to convey some of the complexity and some of the nuance that there would be broad interest for that. I think is really encouraging. I think it's a good sign. Mm -hmm. I
3: I know. (laughs) I feel though. The platforms that we have our conversations on dictate the types of conversations we have. and TikTok is a short attention span platform. Like, what does it say about our democracy that this is where the conversations are happening?
5: I've been surprised. I wouldn't have expected that. So I post to TikTok, but also Facebook, Reddit, Twitter. The place where most people view is TikTok. When I'm home in my district, constituents come up and they say, hey, I appreciate what you posted on TikTok, I would not have predicted that. I will tell you I've got 760,000 some odd constituents. My sense is about 300,000 of them are on TikTok. No. I know TikTok's got all kinds of issues, but I think that reaching my constituents where they are is also something of real value. It should be normal and expected that your elected officials try and use social media to keep you posted about what they're doing. It should be part of our job. You you think... (laughs) You you think, though, half of your constituents are on TikTok. How many high schools do you have in your district? (laughs) Uh, You know, I've got a lot of young people, but look, there are people of all ages on all of these social media platforms, and every once in a while, you meet a grandma who comes up and says, I really love you on TikTok.
4: so sweet.
5: Usually they mention Facebook, but sometimes TikTok. (laughs)
4: So you were talking about some of the issues with TikTok. Nikki Haley has just openly spoken about banning TikTok and the security concerns. Do you have those concerns? Yeah, those
5: concerns are all legit. Look, I have a phone that has one app on it, and that app is TikTok, and that's how I handle that. And that's because you you fear what... What could happen?
3: I mean, because the, the overall threat is that uh, essentially the Chinese government has access to your
5: information and can influence the discourse because of it. Those are all absolutely credible concerns. As long as roughly half of my constituents are there, I'm going to try and use it for good and keep them posted about what I'm doing. Mm-hmm.
3: I want to talk about some of the people you work with. You you called out on your famous TikTok videos uh, that a lot of the people in Congress you sense are faking this outrage, that what we're seeing at home is essentially a bunch of people faking it. Uh, who would you put on blast? Who are you talking about?
4: <laughs> and does it rhyme with sh- Marjorie Schmaler Schmid? Yeah.
5: All I will say is this it's not George Santos. Never. He's not faking never it? Never a false word from that gentleman. Uh-huh. Um, I'll tell you this. I've been in committees, and I have watched when the camera turns on, people's personalities change completely right before your eyes. It's really jarring. It is literal theater, and you've got a handful of people there who are in competition with each other every day to be the most outrageous, which is why it feels like when you look at Congress, they're on this escalator that's just increasingly crazy and angry, it's because they're playing a very specific game to try and get the attention of a very specific group of people, and it's awful and exhausting. Most of the people up there aren't playing that game. The people we keep getting served up, they're playing the Outrage Olympics every day. That's how they treat their job in Congress, as the daily tryouts for the Outrage Olympics. Now,
3: I, mm. I find it interesting because you have found the success, you don't seem like the outrage kind of guy.
4: I know, you always seem like you're at like an even five.
3: Just... Yeah, <laughs> about yeah right. you, got like a, you got like a nice dad energy.
4: Good dad. Oh, nice. like, I'm not- drink with you, but I will pick you up if you drink too much. Yes, I will. No questions asked. Give me a
3: call,
5: right? I'm that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why do you think... <laughs> well, let me say something else. I think right now, that's the dad American needs. I, I could also see kind of a, uh,
3: a tipsy uncle who can whip this country back into shape doing all <laughs> that close to yeah that. just
5: like <laughs> uncle is gonna turn on us we better shape up
4: what, what does boil your blood does anything get you going
5: outright political corruption for example yeah. my state north carolina a horrible history with gerrymandering mm-hmm. gerrymandering is just letting politicians draw their own districts because when you do that they're all going to cheat My party, when my party had the ability to draw the districts in North Carolina, they always cheated. When I was in the state legislature, the first bill I ever filed was to end gerrymandering, and they sent it to a committee that hasn't met in 20 years. Mm. We can't let politicians draw their own districts because they screw the voters every single time. No more gerrymandering across the entire country. (laughs)
4: We fix this cancer on political discourse. How do you solve that?
5: Don't vote for anyone who isn't explicitly committed to independent redistricting. Independent redistricting is how you solve gerrymandering. If there is any elected official or candidate who says, well, I don't know if I'm for it, maybe, maybe not. Uh Uh-uh. We should just have a bright line. Gerrymandering is unethical. There is never a defense for drawing districts to favor one party or the other. Don't vote for anyone who would ever engage in that behavior. That's how we solve it. Now,
3: you've been been in Congress for about 11 months now, and you're, you're planning on getting gerrymandered out. And you're running for attorney general. Attorneys General? It's attorneys General. It's very awkward. Why isn't
4: could, could you do an explainer on why it's attorneys general?
3: Yeah. And and short TikTok length, because it's easier to understand. <laughs> yeah, and also I think I would get bored more for more than 30 seconds about?
5: <laughs> it's a bad decision that someone made a long time ago. Oh. Okay. You're welcome. We don't have a shortage of those. (laughs) (laughs) But even your new role that you're running for right now, would you be able to address gerrymandering? Absolutely. Look, the attorney general's job is standing up for people. It's sort of the opposite of what you see a lot of in Congress. It's not about the theatrics. It's not about the left or the right. It's just about doing what's right, standing up against political corruption, against business corruption, especially when consumers are getting screwed, and organized crime. we got a huge fentanyl problem in North Carolina. we got it across the entire country. The attorney general gets to be directly involved in handling all of that. It's a really wonderful job.
4: Wow. Well, thank you for coming on with us. You seem like the perfect guy for the job, that's for sure. Give it up for Representative Jackson.
3: We'll take a quick break, but we'll be right back after this. Joe Wolf takes over
2: the desk. Explore more shows from the Daily Show podcast universe by searching The Daily Show, wherever you get your podcasts. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central, and stream full episodes
1: anytime on Fairmount Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Infinity presents
6: a new chapter in luxury.